0: Welcome to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast, where you'll learn how to release the weight and manifest the body and life of your dreams. Every episode, I will be sharing tips, stories, strategies, and guidance that will help you align mind, body, and spirit so you can finally overcome your food and body struggles and fully show up as the High Vibe Woman you were destined to be. I'm your host, Janice Holt. Now let's get started. Well, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about emotional eating and emotional overeating and how it is very likely one of the main reasons, if not the biggest reason, you are carrying excess weight and can't seem to release it. Even if you don't think you're an emotional overeater, listen to this podcast. You might be surprised to find out that you actually are and that it is the missing piece of the puzzle for your weight loss journey. This was 100% the missing piece for my weight loss. Sure, there were some tweaks to the things that I was eating, but once I recognized that I was using food to manage my emotions, my entire perspective and strategy changed, and that was the biggest thing for me to finally beat my over 30-year struggle with my weight, my body, and my habits around food. There are a few other podcast episodes where I addressed emotional overeating, but today I'm going to give you everything you need to know about it, and I'm going to teach you how to stop doing it. In my free High Vibe Weight Loss training, which you can get at highvibeweightloss.com right now, and if you haven't got this free training and guidebook or the newest version of this training, go get it and watch it right after listening to this podcast. But in this training, I share this specific thought about emotional overeating. And this is the statement. Don't let the very thing you're using to make life better be the exact thing that is making your life harder. So I wanna say that again. Don't let the very thing you're using to make life better be the exact thing that is making your life harder. Essentially, emotional overeating means that you're using food as a way to manage your life by avoiding certain feelings or by artificially enhancing your feelings so that things seem better than you know they really are. And yet the exact strategy is making you unhappy and unsatisfied with your body and the way that you're showing up for yourself, making you feel self-conscious or shamed, meek, playing small, feeling less than, and generally not being the full expression of who you know you are. Now that, my friends, is a lot to take in, but I want to go there with you. Let's really explore this and get honest about what is going on. So emotional eating at its core is a coping mechanism from your subconscious brain. This part of your brain is always looking for pleasure and is always trying to avoid pain and conserve energy. This is your subconscious brain's natural state to keep you safe and feeling good. And one of the best ways to do this is with food because food today is so incredibly delicious. It registers in the brain as pleasure overload and it's crafted this way by food companies so that it's hyper palatable to trigger all the senses. It's almost irresistible. And food is so convenient. It is everywhere. You don't have to go hunting for fruit anymore. You can just open your cupboard. To your subconscious brain, the perfect solution for anything that might feel painful is to avoid or cover it up with food, right? Like, heck, even food can make something that's already enjoyable more pleasurable. So when you have a stressful day, food can make it better. When you have a fight with someone, food can make you feel better. When the kids are giving you a hard time, food can make things better. If you, say, worked really hard today and you deserve a treat, reach for food. It's very convenient. It tastes delicious. If it's me time, then enjoy some delicious snacks. The brain goes right there, right? Have a break have a Kit Kat. If you go to the movies, right, you wanna add that soda and that popcorn to make the experience better. Even if you're already full, there is always room for more delicious food. And of course, I don't mean the salad leftovers or the steamed broccoli on your plate. You're more likely to like leave that. But even if you grew up being told to eat everything on your plate, You're fine with leaving the vegetables, right? You are going to finish off that hyper palatable, delicious food because it gives your brain that hit of pleasure that it is looking for. I'm talking about the processed foods, the things covered with sauce, the pastas, the bread, the fries. We'll even order dessert, even if we're stuffed because it's so yummy. This is your subconscious brain doing its job to look for pleasure and avoid pain and conserve energy. And so when we have pain in our lives or a lack of pleasure, we use food to cope, to fill the void, to mask or soothe our reality. I like to think about it like a soother analogy. So a baby has a natural reflex to suck. It's like this intuitive instinct that the brain doesn't even have to think about. A newborn baby just does it naturally so that when milk is available, it can drink it. And when a baby has something to suck on, it gives that baby a feeling of pleasure because the brain thinks it's getting milk. What caregivers do is give a baby a soother, even when there's no milk, to calm them down and to please the baby. If the baby's fussy, give them a soother. If the baby's going to take a nap, give them a soother. A soother is a cover for what's really needed. In this case, either milk or attention or a calming environment. When we soothe with food, we are covering up what we really need to manage our lives and our emotions. And I really like this analogy because food is literally putting something in our mouths like a soother that makes us feel good or avoid what's really needed. But it's just a cover up for the reality of what's happening. We feel stressed, so we eat instead of managing our emotions. We have a fight with someone, so we eat instead of dealing with the emotions of that situation. We give all we've got all day long to everyone else, so we eat as a way to give ourselves some enjoyment. We make food the center of all occasions, of date night, work meetings, and parties, so we don't have to rely on ourselves to make the experience enjoyable, we can just focus on the food. And then there are deeper feelings that we're trying to soothe and cover up with food, like boredom, loneliness, protection, shame, regret, resentment, just like to list off a few. It's a lot easier to distract ourselves with the pleasure of food than to feel the pain and process those feelings. But if we don't learn to manage our feelings and move through them and release them, then we stay in the cycle of allowing the very thing we're using to make life better be the exact thing that is making life harder. Because ultimately, the downfalls of soothing with food is carrying the extra weight, lack of self-control around food, um, more of everything that you're disliking physically and mentally about yourself right now, or continuing to pile up the stress, the bitterness, the loneliness, the boredom. And mismanage relationships and patterns and habits that ultimately compound and get bigger and more unbearable. And the result being more weight, more soothing, more unhappiness, possibly even health issues, or a breakup, or a loss, or depression, or an unfulfilled life. It's really important to focus on feeling our feelings and managing our emotions so we're not soothering them, soothering, soothing, soothing them (laughs) with food. It's also really important to note that there are different levels of emotional soothing with food. So, some people are fine during the week, but fall apart on the weekends when they're out of routine, when their work and regular habits stop soothing for them. So, if you're using work and other like daily routines and busyness to soothe for you on the weekends, you know, that mask is gone, right? That busyness is gone. So we turn to food and soothe with food just on the weekends or maybe just at night. Or we see a lot, we saw a lot of this during the pandemic, like people gained a lot of weight because they were more stressed than ever and because they were out of their usual routines that would otherwise distract them from their feelings. Now, there are some people who soothe all day long, like from morning to night. They're eating all the time. They may even wake up in the middle of the night to snack. And then there's like a whole range of people somewhere in between. And also, I wanted to mention that not everyone soothes with food, some people use alcohol or shopping, or social media, or video games, or porn, or gambling. These are all coping mechanisms that people use to manage their life that's not aligned with them and to avoid feeling their true feelings. And it's not uncommon for someone to switch up their coping mechanisms. So they may go from soothing with smoking to soothing with food. Maybe you know someone who's quit smoking and then they gained a lot of weight. That is exactly what is happening. Or people stop drinking, but now they eat all the time. They've traded one vice for another because they haven't dealt with the reasons for having the vice and that is to cover up their emotions instead of managing them, feeling their feelings and releasing the energy of those emotions. And this is not to make light of addiction or vices that have serious outcomes. It's not easy to quit smoking. I know. It's not easy to stop using drugs and alcohol or even to quit a food addiction. But anyone who has overcome these things understands that there is a lot deeper emotions at the root. So how we end emotional overeating is by learning to manage our emotions, to feel our feelings and to release them. And over time with practice, the habit of using food as a coping mechanism will become less automatic and will either be replaced by a new intentional habit or become a non-issue altogether, meaning that you can have feelings and not feel the need to respond to them. Earlier, I said that emotional overeating is a coping mechanism from your subconscious brain. This part of your brain is responsible for your habits, your emotions, and your reactions. And it's in charge 95% of your day. So most of the day, you're living in reaction mode based on your habits and your feelings. I call this your kid brain because it's like a kid. Your subconscious brain is just responding to the world with all of their emotions unfiltered. So the first thing you want to do is to set yourself up for success by using your conscious brain before your subconscious brain takes over. Your conscious brain is your rational brain. I call this your adult brain because it's responsible for strategy and logical thinking. We want to turn your conscious brain's focus towards your emotional eating habits before getting into an experience of desiring to eat to soothe for an emotion, desiring to emotionally eat. So you want to identify first all of the reasons you emotionally eat that you're aware of ahead of time. Make a list, do a brain dump to identify all the things and experiences that trigger you to want to eat that are not related to actually being hungry. So obviously I would wanna eat if I was physically hungry. What are all the other reasons why you were using food? So start the list with something like, I know I emotionally eat when, and then just get writing. And then based on that list, decide what you may be able to do ahead of time so that trigger is less likely to come up for you. So for example, if you know you emotionally overeat when you get stressed out at work, what are some things that you can do to manage that stress that has nothing to do with food, like asking for assistance, making a checklist, time blocking your tasks, or whatever that might be? And I know there's going to be a lot of situations where you can't avoid a trigger, and that is okay. By at least identifying the triggers, you can see what your brain is trying to do in the moment when a trigger happens. And this gives you the opportunity to now process your emotions, which is a really good thing. Because instead of just avoiding an emotion and covering it up or pretending it doesn't exist and distracting yourself, you actually get to deal with it and clear away the energy that's coming up for you. So emotions are just energy in motion. When you deal with them, they can be released. But when you don't deal with them, they can get stuffed down in your body and then resurface at any time. So like a person that gets really crazy out of control road rage just because they got cut off, do you really think that reaction is just because they got cut off or because they have unprocessed emotions that explode as rage? Now I love this analogy of a pot of boiling water. When the lid is on and the energy inside the pot builds up and builds up, eventually the lid jumps right off the pot. But you could just go and lift the lid off the pot and release that energy. And as another example that's more related to emotions, have you ever had an experience where you had a fight with a loved one or a friend or a family member, and the emotions afterward just lingered for days and weeks and months. And so you avoided that person for a really long time. You made other plans so you wouldn't have to see them, or you covered up the tension with small talk about the weather or sports or whatever it is. That's an example of avoiding underlining emotions so you don't have to feel uncomfortable. That is the pain that your subconscious brain wants to move you away from by giving you pleasure with say a bag of chips or a Twinkie. In order to get rid of the awkward feeling that you have with this person, you have to actually have the uncomfortable conversation intentionally and respectfully because you love this person. They're a friend, they're a family member, they are a loved one and once you do You release the awkward feelings, you release that tension, and that resistance just clears away. It's like cravings and desires with food. If you know you emotionally eat on weekends because you're bored, there will be situations where you can purposefully not feel bored by making plans, by reading a book, by starting a project. But ultimately, there will be boredom in your life. So you have to learn to manage that without food. And the same goes for stress. So there's gonna be stressors at work or in your life that you will have to feel. The kids will act up. You will feel bad about a mistake that you made. You will feel unhappy about something in your life that there isn't an immediate solution for. And so we just have to feel the feelings in our body. Feelings are messengers. They're there to tell us something like, hey, I'm bored, I'm stressed, feeling underappreciated. I'm feeling a lack of satisfaction with my job or my life. We don't have to automatically fix that, nor will there be a fix for every feeling. So we have to let the emotions come up, recognize what's happening and why, sit in the feeling and let it pass. Now this can feel uncomfortable like that uncomfortable conversation that we're having with a loved one or like that baby who no longer gets a soother when they get fussy. And that's okay. We can feel uncomfortable. It's not going to kill you and it's not going to last forever. So in my high vibe weight loss method, we actually have a worksheet that we use when processing desires that allows you to get really present in the moment and move through it consciously. And the overall idea is to be aware and present in the experience, to get curious what triggered it, to change our thoughts around the trigger if possible, and allow the emotions and feelings to come through and pass through you. Because emotions are energies in motion, they move within your body and can be released out of your body. So in my former life, I used to smoke and I can distinctly remember the feelings that I had when I got a craving and I couldn't smoke. The trigger could be anything from like a habit I normally eat after meals or a feeling of stress or anxiousness or whatever, it doesn't matter. And when I couldn't avoid the trigger, and I couldn't change my mind about it. I had to process the craving. So I would feel in my body and recognize that I'm, I'm feeling hot, I'm feeling clammy, I'm feeling tense. I'm feeling like a child wanting to have a temper tantrum because I'm frustrated on the inside. I would identify to myself, this is what's happening and this is why and I would let the emotions go through my body and eventually, usually within just a few minutes, the feelings would pass. And I would actually forget that I even wanted to smoke at all. That's what it's like to process an emotion, to identify what's happening, why it's happening, notice what's going on in your body, trust that you can get through the discomfort, Be really present with the feelings, and once it passes, feel proud and give yourself a reward of some kind, not not in the form of food. We don't want to reward ourselves with food. Um, I have a reward system that I use inside High Vibe Weight Loss, but because we understand that the brain is seeking pleasure, we know that using rewards will reinforce positive behavior. The more you process your emotions this way, the weaker the craving becomes because you're retraining your brain to unlearn the habit of using food as a soother. Your brain is changeable. When you understand how the brain works and you work with it instead of against it, gosh, anything is possible. Any result is possible, including your weight loss. Imagine being in a room filled with your favorite foods and not craving them. Just like I can be around smokers and not want to smoke. It is possible and it's not that difficult. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. I hope that you will put this into practice and I am sending you all of the high vibes. Take care for now. If you love what you're learning on the podcast, you have to check out my free course at highvibeweightloss.com. In this training, I share with you the three key steps you can do right away that will help you get started releasing the weight and elevating your life. Join the free course, get the complimentary guidebook and get started at highvibeweightloss.com.